0: Brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation, that all things be done for edification. So if you're wondering, the, what's the biblical premise of this, I just gave it to you. First Corinthians 14, 26. He said, when you come together, you should come together. This is, the, I think this is the paradigm shift that's happening in the river, I know. Is that we don't just come to get, we bring something. We're not here to be a spectator. We're here to be a participator. So I'm here processing, set a fire down in my soul, and Nathan comes up to me.
1: I just really felt in my heart that God was speaking. How many people are singing this and not asking for that? They're not asking for more. I long for a deeper excitement, a deeper passion, something more than what I came in with. And that's what he's asking for He's asking you to ask for more More than what you came in here with yeah. Not to settle with what you have already But to settle for something more yeah. We need to settle for something more right. Not with what we have But Come more
0: on. Come on.
1: Knock and I will answer Ask and I will give yeah. He's already given it to us Right. But we haven't asked for more we need to declare more of you, God, in us. Not yeah. in just the body, but more in us. More in me. I want to wake up excited to read the Bible. I want to wake up excited to give a word to my neighbor. Come on. Do we have that passion? Are we excited Come on. to give something more? That's what I want. I want an excitement. I want a deeper awakening.
0: Amen. Amen just love the way the Lord does that you know it's that he will, it says in the mouth of two or three that every word be established so he'll establish a word that he puts in your heart and uh you know I believe that's what prophetic words are they're to establish stuff in us not to set the course of our lives to establish something God's already been speaking in our heart in our lives. that makes sense so we're we gonna sing that again and uh Here's what we're gonna do. If the Lord puts someone on your heart as we're singing, not to go say, hey, you need more. Let me clarify. Okay? But if God puts someone on your heart, you go, man, I just want to go pray with them. Or I, this just rose up in my heart as I was, just now as I was thinking about them. I release you to be able to do that. Does that make sense? Yes? Okay, I just want to make sure. Because if we're, see, here's the thing that's so good about God. He said, give and it'll be given to you. Right? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. So it's in the giving that more is given, not in the holding. So if we're, as as Nate said, if we're asking God for the more, what he desires is there's so much more in us that we can't hold it. The, the title of our youth ministry is overflow because our desire is that our kids won't go out and be religious, but they'll be so full of the life of Christ in them that everywhere they go, they just run over on people. Amen? That there's an overflow. So that's why I believe it, right now as a prophetic act, as we did start declaring, God, I want more. I want more. the stuff's going to start bubbling up on the inside of you share stuff's going to start bubbling up on the inside of you so you just got to release it because he's saying i want to give you more but you got to release this that makes sense good 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 all right we're going to go back into this and you just worship there's no agenda just worship and just make that declaration god it's the more of you that i want in my soul
2: fire down in my soul that I can't contain that I can't control I want more of you God I want more of you God more of you, you
0: know, what's so awesome as Mark kept saying last week about uh, family that we're a family uh, so that's been in my heart so strong since last week. And one of the things that, uh, I don't know if it was Sunday night or Monday morning, I was just praying and pressing into that. And the Lord spoke to my heart and he said this. He said, the church is not an institution for learning. It's a family. But church has become an institution for learning. That's why we have so many denominations. That's why we have so many different churches. Because what people want is a place that is fashioned to their liking for their learning that makes sense it's, it's been it's, it, and that's why it's easy to just pick up and go somewhere else because it's about me learning not me being family when Mark kept speaking about being family about being family and you know what if we don't ever have another service that looks like a traditional church service it's okay with me and it doesn't mean every service it has to be everybody walking around and hugging and everybody. But, but I, what I desire is that we be what he's told us to be, and that's the body. He said, "What well, don't you know that you're the body of Christ? And, and when Angel was up here talking, what was so powerful is she kept talking about a mess. And you know what? Families are messy. Families are messy. Tyler, Brianna, I love y'all so much. Tyler and Brianna are home, and they're staying with us. Our upstairs looked like a bomb went off. <laughs> that Brianna's been working. Tyler and I've been hunting, so we've been busy in and out, in and out. And I walk up, and I want I, just about to the place where I barricaded so Tina can't go up, cause it's a mess. <laughs> but you know what? I'm at the place I could care less. Cause they're home. They're home. And families can be messy, but you know what? When we give that to Jesus, He'll make a message out of the mess. And it'll not just be a message for us, but it'll be one that that speaks to others. It'll preach so loud that we don't even have to open our mouths. Amen. And that's my heart for this place, that we be that family, that when Angel and I talked three years ago what she made mention to they at the time weren't really connected in a church and, and she said one of the reasons we're not connected in the church is because I don't need she didn't say the hypocrite she didn't say any of that she said I don't need the superficial relationships I need a community that cares for one another and that what you said she said, I need a community that cares for one another. And you know what? You don't care for one another when you march in, whatever time you get here, sit, look at the back of somebody's head and never do more than a cordial handshake. Never more than I love you and I'm, I'm praying for you, but you, you think of them again the next week. You know, that's, and please hear my heart. I'm not anti these things. But that's why traditional church gives you a prayer list so you can be unemotionally attached to someone and then do your religious duty and pray for them without relationship if we have a list and I go through my list bless the Lord oh my soul and all that's within me bless His holy name I'm going to go through my list and I'm going to pray but if they walked up and said here's what's really going on what would happen? so family is messy family will cost you something it's not just give get, get, get there's give and there's get. And the Lord, this week, I'm telling you, I just can't get away from family. I refuse to. And with it being Thanksgiving week, that's been awesome to see family that you don't see all the time. And the Lord told me, you know, because we can say, yeah, there's some family members we're close to and some that we're not. And some that we get along with and some that we don't. You know why? Why? And, I, and so I've been praying about that Because I spoke with someone about that last night And I've been praying about it And I go, Lord, help me process that He said, the reason is because your family is When you're having those issues Is because your family is revolving around you and not me It's because what I'm getting or not getting So, or what I like or don't like And the Lord challenged me He said, how much different would your family look, Todd If you were intentional on loving everybody the same not just the ones that love back the most. Okay, if you want to just point it at me, that's all good. I can deal with it. I'm a big boy. But I, those are the things that he's saying I want you to bring to me. And here's, let me, let me just clarify this too. When you're talking about family and you talk about transparency, that doesn't mean that you have to air all your dirty laundry every time you talk. But what it means is God puts something, God puts his finger on something. He says, I want you to just let go of this. That You should be uh, secure enough to go, you know what, I'm going to do that. So transparency looks different for every person. There's no. It doesn't mean that if some person gets up here and shares everything about their life, that you've got to do that too to be called transparent. That's not it. That's conformity. That's saying I've got to be just like them. No, what I'm saying is this, is when the Lord says, here's what I want you to share, because it's not just for you, it's for the body. And you go, you know what, I'm willing to do that. So I just love how Holy Spirit orchestrates the service. So I'm here, and Stephanie shared a word with me. I told you it's body ministry day. Because I've been this week praying, and and you can sit down if you would like. You guys keep doing what you're doing. That's anointing. Uh, I've been praying this week and trying to wrap my mind around a message and, and I have notes and all of that and I said, but Lord, I just that's just going back into the thing." I said, what are we, we going to do, Lord? What are we going to do? This is your It's not my church. If you were wondering, this isn't Todd and Tina's church. It's his. If, it, if there's mess-ups along the way, that's not him, that's me. Just so you know, I'm not blaming him for that. I said, Lord, I want, I want to hear you. I want to do what you want to do in this service today. I want to just build on this family thing, that it's not just a religious thing that we do. So I, I really felt the Lord saying, you're going to have some stuff to share, but the body's going to minister today. I'm like, awesome. So as I said, I walk in, Julie, and I'll let Julie release her dream in just a bit. Julie shares with me, and then Stephanie shares this with me, and uh, so I was looking for Stephanie when Guthrie walked up to me. He said, I don't know. I just felt like the Lord said that he's, he's telling us just to unload, just to let go of it, and just to unload. And then right after he said that, me knowing what Stephanie's already said, I'm going to ask Stephanie to come on up and we'll let tina kind of We'll let Stephanie share what the Lord put in her heart this morning. And, uh, and then Angel walks up and says, I feel like I need to share. Uh, you know what? If we say amen right now and we go home, there's been a win in this house. Because the body loved on one another. We we didn't act as an organization. We act as an organism.
2: This morning, um, and I'll try. This is so rich and so full, cool, y'all. Grace, um, because God is saying so much to us um, that I want to be very sure that I get it all to you guys. Um, the first thing He said to me, um, and I didn't actually share this with Pastor, so thank you, Jesus. But um, Jesus said, um, "When I come in the person, what does it look like?" He said, are you ready for what it looks like when I show up as a person? And Karen and I were just praying, and I told her what it looked like. When he showed up at the the temple, when he showed up at the church, they got angry, y'all. They got mad. They manifested. So are we ready for manifestations from us? Because I'll tell you what happened to me yesterday, because I've been praying and, and going after it since Mark left, and... There was a situation where um, a very close person to me passed away. She was one of my patients. Y'all, I've never been to a patient's funeral. My husband is my witness. I've just never been able to do that. But I knew I was supposed to go to this woman's funeral. And I knew nobody in the funeral. And, y'all, as I was getting ready, it was not pretty. You can ask Jake. I got angry. Me and Jake were arguing. I, oh, man, Samuel went through it. It was not pretty, y'all. But Jake and I, we looked at each other, and I said, okay, this is spiritual. I don't want to go do this, but Jesus is here. Jesus had come in the room and was with me to go to this funeral. And her daughter met me at the door because I'd seen her daughter one or two times when I'd scanned her in the past. And y'all, the only way I know to describe it, as I told Tina, was... It was the Lord. I mean, we cried together, we talked, and we shared, like only somebody that the Lord had sent would have been able to do with her, and y'all know what I mean. I'm not putting me on a pedestal, because the other thing the Lord said was, are you ready to be real? Are you ready to be real? And the Lord just had it play out with um, with our family, with Angel and her family, and You know, my husband and I stood up here how many weeks ago, and we've—that was hard, y'all. It's hard to do what Angel just did in front of you guys. But the Lord's saying, are you ready to be real? Because He wants us real with Him first, and then He wants us real with ourselves. Because if we can't be real with Him, we're never going to be real with ourselves. And then if we can't be real with ourselves, then we can't walk alongside— Each other as we're called to walk alongside each other, not even as a church, just as a a group of people that love the Lord to walk alongside each other. Um, And the scriptures that He gave me were Psalms. I hit my arm. Just don't do that. Psalms 84. It helps, Pastor. Um, Psalms 84, Uh, because you know. At first, I was like, God, you have to help me be real. I mean, come on. It takes a lot to get up here and do what? You know, to, to think about it. To be real with somebody and take out your trash and let somebody see what's in your trash, that takes a lot. So I said back to the Lord, I'm like, come on. You got to give me something for the people. So Psalms 84, verse 11 says, and y'all, I always shake when, when the Lord says, uh, don't. I'm not nervous. It's, it's, it's the Lord. Um, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows present, and I'm reading Amplified, present grace and favor. So that's what we already have. We have present grace and favor. And future glory, honor, splendor, and heavenly bliss. And this is where the scripture that we quote all the time. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Amen. Um, And the other scripture he took me to was 1 Corinthians 4, 5. I'll be quick, y'all. So do not make any hasty or premature judgments before the time when the Lord comes again. And when he said that, it was like, how many times have we as the church done that? So I repent before y'all. How many times have I made a premature or hasty judgment about... One of us, not somebody that sinned and committed murder and all that stuff, you know, we're not supposed to do that either. But how many times have we shot arrows? And so anyways, the Lord was saying, so don't make any hasty or premature judgments before the time when the Lord comes again, for he will both bring to light the secret things that are now hidden in darkness and disclose and expose the secret aims, motives and purposes of hearts. Then every man will receive his due commendation from God. So what the Lord was saying was, we all have secret things. This doesn't say sin in here, y'all. It doesn't say sin. It says secret things. You know, us going through what we went through, that was a secret thing. I didn't want anybody to know. That was a secret thing. The Lord had us bring it to the light so that God gets the glory. So that's what he's doing. Um, He's saying, be real. Be real. Um, bring what's hidden into the, what is darkness will be coming into the light. That's what it happens when Jesus comes into the room. Um, the other thing was, trust me, three words, trust me as children. Um, Matthew 19, verse 13 and 14, said, Then little children were brought to Jesus that he might put his hands on them and pray. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But he said, leave the children alone. Allow the little ones to come to me and do not forbid or restrain or hinder them. For of such as these is the kingdom of heaven composed. Guys, we're the kingdom of heaven. So he tells us to be like children. And I don't know about you guys. I just share this. Um, but my little boy, when he would come to tell me his secrets and, and that some of the times that he had pooped in his diaper, he would come to me as his mother he would come to his father, you know, and only me or my husband could take care of those things, you know, and we, as the body, the Lord uses us, through us, to, to help, that's what we do, that's, we're the help ministry, um, just like Angel had said, so that's what the Lord is saying, and trust and obey, um, as children trust, and I actually looked up the, the uh, definition of trust because it was so powerful. And Pastor may have a a um, Strong's concordance definition for y'all, but Wikipedia's definition is firm belief in the reliability. God is reliable, y'all. We may not be, but God is reliable. Firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability or strength of someone or something. Um to so, ya yeah. To What the Lord was saying, to trust as little children, to come without any reservations, to just come and be real with Him, with ourselves, and with each other. We don't have it all figured out, you know. When I went through what I went through, um, I felt like a failure, you know, like I had really failed, and, and, you know, that's what Karen and I were talking about, and there's so many of us that feel that way. But little children, they come and they, oh, man, I met, you know, whatever. It, with Samuel, it's like he, he'll, he'll do something and totally mess it up. And he's like, "Here, Mommy, you fix it. And that's what the Lord does. So amen. Bless you, God.
0: One of the words trust is hope. And it means a confident expectation of good trust. You know, one of the things that Mark said last week that just really resonated with me and, uh, I think needs a little more, uh, explaining because he didn't really get to get into, are y'all okay? Y'all good? Good. Because I like you there. Uh, It was just family. At our house, we had music playing in the background almost all the time. I I was jamming yesterday. We had music playing. So welcome to our house. Welcome home. Mishpaka. (laughs) Have I ever seen? I'm sorry. Because Mishpaka means family. Sid Roth. But one of the things that... uh, Mark talked about last week, and today's the last Sunday of the month, so we do communion the last Sunday of the month, and uh, one of the things he talked about was communion, and in communion, he talked about how in, uh, when he gave them the, for the Passover, when he gave them the, the uh, instructions, if you will, for Passover, it says that you a lamb per house, and if the lamb's too big, bring a family over, but you have to eat all of the lamb you have to eat nothing could be left the whole lamb had to be eaten and as I was you know just meditating on that over this past week you know and I had said last week that what we as a ministry as a family are hungry for is Jesus all of him all of him And not just healing, not just deliverance, not just signs, wonders, and miracles. Those are part of who He is. That was what He did while He was here. We're His body on the earth, sons and daughters, sons of God with Him. Amen. That's a good amen point right there. But what we're hungry for is Him. It's only Jesus that brings deliverance in every area of our lives. And we have to eat all of that. And that was, as I was looking at, just some of it, not all of it. This is an exhaustive But as I was processing it, there's love there, there's healing, there's authority, there's holiness, there's righteousness. All of that is who he is, and all of that is who we are when we partake of him. with me? And I've got scriptures, Romans chapter 8 and other scriptures that that I can use, but I don't want to do that just now. What I want to do is say, he said you have to eat all of him. We have to partake of all of Jesus. And the same thing is true is he said that we are the body. Let me see my phone. 1 corinthians 12 27 is a very familiar passage of scripture it says this now you are the body of christ and members of uh, one translation says in particular members individually so the and then uh, in ephesians 4 another passage very familiar it talks about the gifts the, the uh, fivefold ministry gifts and why they're there and it says for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of christ that we are that body we're the body of christ are you with me Every one of us, members in particular. So when he said, so track with me a moment, all right? When he said, you have to eat all of it. You have to take all of it. That's what Mark brought forth last week. One of the things that he said is that we have to partake of all of the body. I mean, years ago, the Lord spoke to me and he said, there's many a breakthrough I had for you you didn't receive because you rejected the package I sent it in. Let me say that again. There's many a breakthrough I had for you that you didn't receive because you rejected the package I sent it in. And, you know, even today in the mail, you have the right to reject a package. And the same is true. We can, God can have a word, and if it comes in a package that's not comfortable to us or familiar to us, we can reject it. That makes sense to anybody other than Todd. And the same is true with the body. He said you've got to eat all of it all of it. it is so important that we partake of everyone around us that there's I want you to understand this right here that every one of us can learn from every one of us that's deep. Wanna take a minute to process that. But every one of us can learn from every one of us if we're willing to. If we're willing to from the youngest who just got born again, God can sometimes it happens the easiest for them. You know, because they're not they're not trying to be super spiritual and they don't have an agenda. (laughs) I'm not saying that y'all do. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That many times that's what we see because it's not agenda driven. They just it it bubbles up and they let it out. (laughs) Amen. So as I was processing all that and this being communion. Sunday, and as I was thinking about, you know, and, uh, the other passage that really uh, stood out to me is First Corinthians ten sixteen. It says this: "The cup of blessing which we bless is is not is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break is it not the communion of the body of Christ? The communion there is." Uh, the fellowship, the, the ko- koinonia, communion, common unity that we have with one another. So what he was saying is when you break bread together, it's more than just a religious rite that you do. Are you with me? I don't want, I don't want, because we do communion, I could do communion every Sunday, but because we do it every month, that's a lot more than some. And, and this isn't Please hear my heart. And when I make statements like about who we are, that's not a, a judgment on who somebody else isn't. Let me clarify that right now because people can think if I'm saying who's here, here's what we do, that what I'm saying is what others do is wrong. That's not my heart. And if that's what you've thought up to this point, I'm sorry, but that's not who I am. I am not saying that because of this is who we are that somebody else is wrong. But what I am saying, this is who the Lord's called us to be, and I'm, and I'm excited about that but communion can become a ritual that we do because that's what we're supposed to do because we're believers. And I was looking, I have notes. My my desk is like family to me. It's messy. (laughs) It's messy. I know where everything is for the most part. But if you walked in, watch it. If you walked in and looked at it, sometimes it's messy because when Tina don't know where something goes, she just sets it on my desk. And I like the way it looks, so I just leave it there. I know where it is, so I don't have a need to put it anywhere else and then have to look for it. I know where it is. But I was looking at my desk. Don't get me distracted. Don't get me off the top. I was looking at my desk, and I saw the little uh, thing there that I wrote down, and I don't know how long ago it was, that anything you do that's not in faith has just become a ritual. Anything that you do that's not in faith that there's not an expectancy coming from you because that's what faith is. Faith is the hand that takes what God has provided. It doesn't turn God, it doesn't twist God's arm, it doesn't make God do anything. Faith says, I grab hold by, by, of what God has already provided. I take what God's given. That's what faith does. It's an action. It's not merely a belief, it's an action. It says, I take what God has given. So when we go even in our time of prayer in the morning, when we go in communion, I don't want it to be something that we do just because this is what we do. And at the river, it's what we do the last Sunday of every month. What I want it to be is that thing where you go, you know what, this, bod- this blood is the blood of Christ of blessing, of his blessing on my life. That This is because of this blood. I was a sinner, but now I'm a saint. I was a filthy rag, but now I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I was broke, busted, and disgusted, but now he became poor that I might be rich in every area of my life. That this, bl- this blood is the blood of the blessing of what Christ provided for me, and I'm thankful for it. I don't make light of it. I'm thankful for it that this body is His body that was broken so that mine could be whole. This body is His body that was given so that we could be the body and that we would not just do our thing without regard of those around us. Because as I said, I was processing this whole family thing and this whole body thing that we are. It's not, you know, it's not something I have to talk you into.
1: It's Scripture.
0: I want you to know that's where I'm building from. I'm not trying to build a case for. I'm building from the reality that we are the family of God, that we are the body of Christ. You know what's so cool? And I'm not going to teach it. Uh, maybe next week. It depends. We might do this again next week. It's fun. The church should be fun. But in, in Genesis, when God told Abraham, he said, get out from your family and and I will... And through you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. But well, there's two different words there used. The first one used, it literally means get out from among the, the uh, region and the people, the, the customs that you were born in, so that I might make you a mishpachah, that I might make you a family of people, huh, of relation. It literally means that you'd be a clan and a tribe. Look those up. I'm not going to give those to you today. But that's his desire, that we not just be a bunch of people that cohabitate in a central location. That was what the first one was. When he said, get out from among your family, he said, get out from among those people you just cohabitate with in a common region. And I'm going to make you a family. And through you, all the families, the people who live, love, and learn together. Are blessed in man that's good so i'm gonna ask dad if you will if you'll get whoever's gonna help with communion <laughs> oh, i'm sorry i love family i love the body so ben texted me this morning and he said i'm sorry we couldn't be there the kids weren't feeling well last night and I said, no worries, brother. We're praying for you. He said, are you preaching right now? So I dare you to make a funny face. <laughs> so you tell Ben, I did it. That's Ben. You just got to know Ben. So pray for their, their kids. They weren't feeling well this morning. But uh, I just love family. I love, love, love family. And I love you guys. I want you to understand that, that our hearts desire. Uh, and, and I'm excited about, I don't even, I don't I don't know how we're going to finish today, much less next week. But the next couple of weeks, I'm excited. Can I get one of those? <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> I love family. I love family, you know? Yeah, I love family. So, if you would stand, if you're not familiar with how we uh, how we receive. Union. I'm gonna let Brooke finish with the tea. And uh, what we do is we invite you to come and we start with the front row. We come down, we get it, and we circle back around. Don't cut in front of people who are coming to you. And then the next row will come. come on, <laughs> I don't think anybody's done, but I love families, so I know how families work. So the front row will come, they'll make go around to the ends and come back to their seat to the second row come to the middle circle around and come back the third row come to the middle circle around everybody with me i know most of you've done it before but for those who haven't welcome home guys family home from Joycey. new york new york i just want to see if she's listening all right so let's start let's come
2: Yeah.